Welcome to episode one with Michael and Eric, the podcast where we watch the first episode of a streaming exclusive show and talk about it. I'm Michael. And I'm Eric. And this week we watched Bookie. On Max. Max. Always smell the money. Always smell the money. What'd you think? I... I don't know, dude. Is it because it was a Chuck Lorre joint that you don't want to like it? I don't think I liked it. And then I discovered it was a Chuck Lorre joint midway through it. I wanted to like this, though. I didn't realize it was a Chuck Lorre show until I saw his name pop up when I hit play. So I, I immediately clocked Chuck Lorre. Uh, and I was like, oh, okay, here we go. But I liked it all right. It was okay. It was okay. Do you want to tell everybody what it's about? It's about a bookie who is collecting on gambling debts without the use of violence, but definitely with the threat of violence. Right. I I have to imagine that that's going to play out uh, pretty early on that people are real. Like if people don't realize that, they're just threatening violence and not actually inciting violence. Yeah, because he explicitly says to his crew. I don't know. I don't know. Receptionist and muscle. Yeah, that they don't break legs anymore. They don't do that type of stuff. And he writes off the debt of a client who kicks kicked his, his ass. ass. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely kicked his ass, and it was like eight thousand dollars. Yeah, it just it feels like all it's going to take is that the word of that getting around, and people are not going to take him seriously, and he's going to have to incite violence to make them scared of him. Well, I mean, maybe it won't be physical violence. I mean, he shoots somebody at the end of this episode. Yeah, I guess so, but that was because he was getting robbed. That's different. That's different. I think you can spin that. We'll see if he does. Okay. I don't think he's smart enough to do so. Are you going to watch more? No. I'm not. All right. Are you? Probably not. You've already watched more, haven't you? No. You've watched the whole show and you loved every second. No. This is one of those shows that I'm like, I could watch more of this and never will. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I feel the same way. This wasn't as uh, bad or hateable as most other Chuck Lorre things. Yeah, we've done some Chuck Lorre for this what? podcast before. Was he the guy? Did he direct the the what's her face pot store? Disjointed. Show? Yeah, I think that Disjointed might have been one of them, and I think we've done at least another one. Kamitsky method. Yes, the Kamitsky method, and I think that's it. Yeah, that sounds right. For so, those that don't know, Chuck Lorre's the guy that did, did like Two and a Half Men. Dharma and Greg, apparently, which I just discovered. And the Big Bang Theory. Yes. Yeah. Have you ever done sports betting? Mm, no. Me either. I don't... I understand that you can bet on whether or not a team wins or loses. 
I think I get what the over-under is. Basically, it's saying that we think this is what the total score of the game is going to be, and you can bet if it's going to be under that or over that. I I don't understand what the spread is. The spread is generally if the Hawkeyes are favored to win they a lot, there, there ends up being more points applied to the spread. So... In a perfectly even matchup, generally home field advantage is worth three points. So if Iowa's playing at home against a team that they were that Vegas viewed as evenly matched, they would be their spread would be three points. Okay. Um and then the more I I still don't understand what that means. Though. What that means is I can if I bet Iowa to win outright, that doesn't mean much if they're favored to win, but I can bet against the spread and say they're going to win by more than those three points or by more than whatever, however many points that Vegas is laying on them is how it's described. So if the spread is three, you know, I, I always get the minus and plus screwed up, but if the spread is minus three points for Iowa or whatever, I could bet on them to win by more than three points, or I could bet on the underdog team to cover the spread, which would be to, lose by less than three points or win even. Oh. So I don't know how that all plays out into odds or like how much your payout is on either side of that particular spread, but that's the basics of that. I don't follow the the things that would be interesting to me. I don't follow enough. I don't follow any sport closely enough anymore to make it competitive for me. And then add on top of that, that I've gone to like the horse track two or three times in my life. That's pretty fun. And I go, I've gone to the casino a few times, but it's not something that I'm like, oh, I got to go to the casino all the time. Um, There was a time, what was it, like a year ago or it's like, I'm going to see what counting cards is all about. And I figured out what counting cards is all about. And it was just very boring. So I didn't stick with it. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever been to the horse track? I haven't. I don't have a lot of interest in watching horse racing. Hmm. I don't think I have any interest on those sports betting apps. I think that. I would like quickly lose a bunch of money if I started doing it. It feels a little to me like back when we were doing like Robin Hood sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. The same sort of thing. I, You know, you think you, you pretend in your head that you've got some knowledge around X, Y, anything other than long term thinking on the stock market. You think that you have insider knowledge that's going to or you know ideas of what's going to spike or what's going to dip and that sort of thing it it's the same thing with sports gambling oh i think i know oh this team's going to have this player out and it's going to mean that they're fucked and so i'm going to bet now yeah i'm not allowed to use robin hood anymore but i made some money on robin hood and then th- also there is the fact that i at one point held 65,000 dogecoin <laughs> Uh and sold them for like twenty dollars yeah didn't we do the math at one point realize that you could have made a couple grand if you had held 
on Dogecoin. I because it got up to like twenty something cents. I did the math one time, dude, and figured out that I would have made forty five thousand uh-huh, dollars uh-huh, uh-huh. if I would have kept the Dogecoin. And my whole reason behind buying the Dogecoin was for exactly what happened, which was some something fucking is gonna happen and this shit's gonna blow up. Just you watch. <laughs> and then I sold it for like uh I still sometimes go, Man, I wish I would have just forgotten about all that Dogecoin until it blew up and then went, wait a minute. <laughs> But just as likely, what would have happened is you would have forgotten all about it until it had blown up and then also sank. And then gone back in and be like, oh, man, if I just sold this two months ago, I would have made $45,000. <laughs> yeah. That's like my friend who talks about how he had the opportunity at one point in his life to buy Bitcoin for a dollar. And he didn't do it. And he doesn't feel too bad about it because he figures that... uh if he would have bought Bitcoin for a dollar, he would have sold it for a hundred and thought he was a genius for a few years. Uh-huh. And then felt <laughs> yep. basically equally as dumb as if he hadn't bought it. Yep. That's what I feel about sports gambling. <laughs> basically. <laughs> a bunch of people pretending like they know what they're talking about. And really, it's the larger system, in this case, Vegas, or I, I don't even know who, what conglomerates get together to decide on the odds and things like that. Yeah. They they know infinitely more than Yeah. It's getting so popular now. Now that it's getting because all legalized. It, because and because it's on an app. Because it's it's stupid easy to just be like, yeah, five dollars on that. The end. Done. Yeah. I don't have to call some fuckhead and have a number attached to my name and worry that I don't have my legs broke or any of that sort of thing. I don't even have to go to a casino anymore. I can just get on an app and say, nah. Yeah, it's gonna $5, kill dollars, a hundred dollars. It's gonna kill this bookie's business. Yeah. Yep. Let's get back to the show. How much of that com- conversation do you think I'm going to cut out? I hope not much of it because it ate up 15 minutes. Of time. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised at a, the Ray Romano cameo. And then th- for a minute, I was like, was everybody loves Raymond Chuck Lorre? I don't think it was, but I do think there might have been a Chuck Lorre show. Yeah, it, it it felt especially weird. Consider, I'm, maybe it's it's a long play where we're going to see his life spiral out of control or something like that. Just as like a not even a B story, like a C story through all of this. Yeah. Um, but it felt weird to to have two minutes of Ray Romano and then never again. <laughs> I listened to, or Shay and I were driving back from Chicago, and one of the things we like to listen to is uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. On, on those and one of them they had Ray Romano on it and he was talking about it feels a little sad to me that he just watches old episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond and grades them in a spreadsheet no yeah no oh Ray yeah and he was he came off as like a huge like dick I guess like not because of that, right? Or not because of that only, but the whole interview. Like we came out of like, oh, Ray Romano. We were so we were so disappointed in him, and then we listened to the next one, and it was Brad Paisley, and Brad Paisley was fucking charming and awesome as hell, and we were both like, who would have guessed? That's uh, 
That's interesting. I I I would have I could have guessed that Ray Romano was kind of an asshole. If only because he seems kind of reclusive. And I don't even mean that he actually is an asshole, but I could see him seeming like an asshole just because of that. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't he's not in a bunch of stuff. He just kind of does what he wants and and watches his own show and watches and his own, and, and and spreadsheet. That's that's weird. He's really successful. Do we need to start doing that for the podcast? Do we need to create a podcast where we listen to our old episodes of the podcast and oh, then create them? Yes, we do. <laughs> Can we just write off the first hundred or so as like uh, as zeros? The first hundred? We 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 recorded two hundred something. I I would be shocked if we have more than a handful in that first hundred that are worth re-listening to oh dude our very first episode was boss baby back in business yeah that was a good one are you sure about that yeah let's listen to it right now all right you sold me (laughs) we're pretty great (laughs) our second guess what our second episode ever was sabrina the teenage witch cobra kai okay and then sabrina was three nope magic for humans oh that's right then sabrina yep yeah <laughs> the birth magic of- for humans i wouldn't have guessed i did know cobra kai was in the t- the first three i just thought it was number three. Oh yeah uh where we that's when we start talking about david copperfield and the cinnamon wizard yeah all right <sighs> what do you got in your notes it's skipping ahead a little bit because most of my notes aren't. This show I didn't feel like was terribly interesting. So much so that I went and watched two other streaming streaming exclusive shows. <laughs> the first episode of two other streaming exclusive shows, just because I thought for sure this episode wasn't gonna wasn't gonna land. But what other two did you we'll, watch? We'll get to that. Oh, okay. We'll get to that. But a note that I do have in here that I want to talk about is I missed Jorge Garcia. I wrote down Hurley. I've missed him. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's in more. I th- he I, I looked up because I couldn't remember his name. Um, I looked him up in IMDb, and he's in all eight episodes. I think he's a like an integral part of this show. Oh, that's great! Which I'm looking forward to. He plays their Lyft driver, uh, who I'm sure will serve as a touch point for that very thing you talked about uh, around legalized gambling is going to make this. It, you know this sort of job useless uh hurley plays a character who used to be a pot dealer in california well shit's legal everywhere now so he can't do that anymore and doesn't want to get into the harder shit i don't i guess i just figure that pot dealers just go work at dispensaries when that happens i think some might but i think that the skills involved in being a pot dealer are very different than the skills involved in just i see working at a dispensary is functionally a retail job yeah and i'm guessing a lot of people became pot dealers because they don't want to they don't want to work a retail job <laughs> fair enough working retail jobs is sucks awful but, yeah what would you do if kathy tried to make a rule in your marriage that was no banks no musicals um well, we'd save some money every year because we wouldn't be paying for the season pass at the Des Moines Civic Center anymore. Yeah. Um, and the next year or two, Shay and I won't be paying season tickets for this. Why? Because we're not happy with their um, offerings. 
yeah, this year might have been the first year that Kathy is. I, I last year when I saw the offerings this year, I was I tried to broach the topic of maybe we don't do it this year. Yeah. Um, but Kathy was still gung ho. I think after seeing Girl of the North in the North Country or whatever, I, you only saw half. Yeah, that was enough. <laughs> that was enough. That, I don't know. That felt like a, a weird joke. Uh, it wasn't. It's what I feel about most of Chuck Lorre's stuff. It it was of a, a joke that feels dated. Mm-hmm. Ah, he's a guy, so he doesn't like musicals. The no banks thing. I get it. You know, it's he's running an illegal business, but right. No musicals felt stupid. Yeah, yeah. I like musicals. I don't mind musicals. Uh, let's see. Oh, his receptionist was growing shrooms. Uh, in a grow kit. I bought a grow kit and then I never followed through with doing the shrooms because I got too scared. Turns out I could have grown shrooms by now, dude. House hasn't been raided between between then and now, so I could have gotten away with it. Yeah, but now since then you've watched Yellow Jackets and realized that that's basically a modern day reefer madness, but for shrooms. I'm telling you, I that's that, we we've finished the first season of Yellow Jackets and we're into like maybe two episodes into the second season. Yeah, and I keep saying to Kathy, this is absolutely just a modern day reefer madness, but for shrooms. <laughs> and all of this is going to turn out to just be some elaborate. Uh, how do we get pe- how do we get the kids off of shrooms <laughs> strategy? And turns out. Telling them that they're going to turn into a weird Wiccan uh, fucking cannibal cult is an effective way to do that. Right. It's nice to see Charlie Sheen. <sighs> okay. I, I don't care about Charlie Sheen. Hot shots? Yep. Major League? Yeah. I, I care about late 80s, early 90s Charlie Sheen. I don't <laughs> care about aughts and 2010s and 2020s Charlie Sheen. Well, it's... At least they told us that he's doing well. Okay. That's nice, right? He's doing something. <laughs> Another joke I didn't like was when he crashes Charlie Sheen's uh, poker game. It's at a rehab facility. Um, and they're walking around looking for him. They barge into a group thing. And then on their way out, he goes, I'm just going to grab this mini muffin. And walks out with a mini muffin. I don't know how many times I've seen that exact same joke. Yeah. Yeah. This show felt a lot like more hacky Chuck Laurie types of jokes. Yeah. And this is like, I think we talked about this the last time we talked about Chuck Laurie. This is coming from somebody who for a time liked uh, Big Bang Theory, like that sort of thing. But it gets really hacky really fast and this felt like hacky chuck lorry but i get to curse because it's on hbo max right you know what i mean it i don't know i have uh so you know the complaint about the big bang theory is it's just they say something that sounds vaguely nerdy yeah. And that's the joke. So yeah. if you take out the left track, you just say, hear somebody say like, blah, 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 string theory, blah, blah, blah. And then I've, that's it. Okay. Uh, I have a theory that 
the beloved TV show Frasier that people who hate the Big Bang Theory uh, really love is basically the exact same thing, only with fancy stuff instead of nerdy stuff. <laughs> it's basically blah, 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 the opera, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> This has been Michael's Musings. <laughs> that was pretty much a Michael's Musings. I know it was. But I got a different one. <laughs> okay. This one's going to blow your mind. Probably not, but okay. All right. How come you don't hear about the Ides of other months? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like what? what's up with the Ides of April? <laughs> right. Or the Ides of December. Right. Your birthday's on the Ides of December, isn't it? Um, what's the Ides of? I think it just means the 15th of. Okay, then yes. <laughs> let me let me double check. Ooh, okay. Roughly the middle of each month, the Ides is the 15th day of March, May, July, and October in the 13th of other months. What month is the 15th the Ides of? March, May, July, October. Why those months? Those months all have 31 days, but there are other months that have 31 days. I don't know, dude. What is the, what's the origin of the Ides? Like, is it Roman or something? I just, I want to know who I can put on blast for coming up with this. Yeah, uh, it's the Ides of March, uh, which is when caesar was killed no i get that like oh. i understand the 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 origin of that that phrase but oh. like i'm guessing that the ides of anything was a thing before that phrase came up otherwise that's a really wild thing to just suddenly make up you know what we're gonna call the middle of the month the ides now yeah i think it it's from the roman right. ancient romans you're on blast it's yeah. only because you've enabled us to have what has to be the least accessible five minutes of this podcast that's ever existed. There's nothing about what we've just said that has been remotely funny. I don't know. I feel like we're getting away from my message. <laughs> uh-huh. Which is, so put the Ides of other months. I think we aren't getting away from it. I think we hit on it. With, it's why this particular Michael's Musing wasn't your strongest, my dude, because... <laughs> It's not amusing. It's just a, a thing you can Google. Most most of the time, your musings are some weird philosophical, or vaguely philosophical point. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. is a hot dog a sandwich sort of thing? No. Is cereal a soup? No. Okay. But that's <laughs> those are things that can't necessarily be Googled. Whereas... Oh, I'm being like... I'm over here like, why aren't people all up in the Ides of other months business though like i understand that other months have Ides. i'm like you didn't until just five to two minutes ago though that's my point is that you're 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 yeah, you did you're no you're okay anyway <laughs> <laughs> i went into this knowing each month had an Ides. i'm saying Except they, okay anyway yep i'm saying how come we're not all up in the business of those months Ides? okay should we set something up for the Ides of a month? I think we already did. The Ides of December is clearly the best Ides of all of the Ides. All right. Fair enough.
Uh, what else you got? I was considering watching more of this show until there was a critical mass on how self-masturbatory this show was about Chuck Lorre and about HBO. Oh, yeah. A, the Chuck Lorre bit where we're chasing after Charlie Sheen and talking about how two and a half men really isn't that bad and, and whatever, whatever. And also having the kid star from that show also be in this thing. I didn't notice that. He was playing in the poker uh, uh, game. Oh, okay. They made fun of him because uh, he looked like shit and he, he kind of didn't look great. All right. And then the whole HBO thing around, like, Ray, it was, what was that character's name? Ray? Ray's mom wanting HBO or grandma wanting HBO so that she could watch that dragon shit. Yeah. That was a funny joke, but then I was like, wait, we're watching this on HBO. Yeah. Also, they brought her a TV and she asks if the TV gets HBO. Right. <laughs> there's, it just feels like there's a fundamental lack of understanding about how TVs work, <laughs> which is weird from a guy who exclusively writes for TV. Like, he knows yeah. how TV works. It, it, you would think. Maybe he doesn't. <laughs> Maybe that's why his shows are so bad. He doesn't get how TV works. <laughs> he doesn't get that other people are going to have to watch this. <laughs> He's made a lot of money doing... But maybe he doesn't get how it works. Maybe he's just like, I wrote this thing that I really enjoy. Nobody else has to watch it. I don't know why people keep giving me money for this. <laughs> I just like email it to this inbox. <laughs> and I get HBO money. HBOmax.biz and it just, <laughs> money gets sent to my my uh, my checking account every month. Uh, do you want to write an episode two? I think we got to try. Yeah. What happened at the end of the first episode? So in order to get Charlie Sheen to pay back his gambling debts, they steal his watch, which, as far as they can tell, is worth at least $150,000. And then instead of taking that very expensive fucking watch and, I don't know, putting it in a safe deposit box, I don't know, fucking immediately, they wear it around out to a restaurant, get robbed, and then he shoots wildly at a guy and hits him once and probably kills him. Mm -hmm. So the tail end of the episode He's shot and killed the guy And then Hurley drives off Hurley their Lyft driver drives off Okay But we know because I IMDB'd it That he's in later episodes Okay So he comes ripping back around the corner In this car And he's like Get in I found a place you can hide I found this hole in the ground All we've got to do <laughs> is input some numbers in <laughs> Every, what was it? Was it once a day? I don't remember how often it was. Uh, it, it was like every 36 hours or something. Something like that. We, we were just talking about doing a Lost Rewatch uh, podcast. Yeah, but not on the podcast. I think we were texting about it. Yeah. I really like the joke. It, it was late season three or early season four of Lost because season three was the season where uh, Sawyer and Jack and Kate spent a good deal of time in the complex of the others. And they were like in the polar bear enclosures and stuff like that. And they finally got out and made their way back to the camp. And 
in the meantime, um, there was some fucky stuff going on with like the space time continuum or whatever, and a bunch of shit got dropped on the beach, including a ping pong table. And so they're just playing ping pong, and Sawyer starts playing ping pong with Hurley, and he's like, "Where'd this ping pong table come from?" And Hurley's like, "Yeah, isn't it great? Only thing is, though." We've got to play it once every 14 hours, <laughs> otherwise the building, or otherwise the island will blow up. <laughs> Hurley was the best. <clears throat> Hurley was the best. Yeah. Except he wasn't the best uh, Weezer album. Hurley? There was a Weezer album called Hurley with his face on it. Really? I'm nearly positive it <laughs> was called that. I know there was a Weezer album with just his face on it. For real. He shoots somebody, Hurley drives off. Are we going to open up the second episode of them standing in the parking lot still? Yeah. I think I think there've got to be some immediate consequences otherwise what was the point of that episode? Okay. So the guy they shot isn't dead. He's like, like, they're like, oh, shit, we killed him. And then he's like, oh, no. And so then Danny's like, we got to do something. Let's, like, drop him off at the emergency room or something. And it's like, oh, how are we going to get him there? And Danny's like, I don't know. Let's call a lift. <laughs> I still have some money left on that gift card. Yeah. So he calls a lift and, like, two minutes later. Hurley pulls back up in his car and he's like, oh, oh man, it's you guys. I was going to say, I can already hear the Hurley. Oh, man. Uh, from uh, How I Met Your Mother. He was in that. Oh, I don't remember him in that. He was in that as their friend as from the college. Mother. That What's that? As the mother. Yes, as the mother. Hurley was the mother the whole time. <laughs> no, he was their college friend that always, he had a curse passed on to him that the cool shit that would happen at a party would only happen after he left the room. Oh yeah. And so he would I come back that. into the room and just go, Oh man. Like just constantly. <laughs> I do remember that. Uh, so then um, they're like, well now you have to take us to the emergency room because of lift. And Hurley's like, Oh man. <laughs> And helps them load the body into the trunk. And takes him to the emergency room. Right. And now he's all better now. <laughs> okay. So that's resolved. So thank goodness. I wouldn't have been able to sleep at night if we hadn't resolved that quickly. That guy's fine. Moving back to his booking. His booking. News of him having shot and killed that guy gets around. Yeah. And people are paying him back. Yeah. But. The guy's alive. They're paying him back with ass money. Oh, right. We didn't even talk about the ass they money. They never resolved the ass money. Just wash, just wash your money, dude. With what, though? Soap and water. I, I guess. Throw it in the washing machine. Launder it. Launder it. <laughs> Starts a money laundering business. <laughs> but it's just to wash the ass smell out of its dollar bills. So, 
So uh, everybody's paying him back with ass money. And then the guy that he shot that they all think died comes to him. And he's like, hey, everybody thinks that you killed me. And I'm going to tell them that you didn't. Drama. Yeah. Drama. <laughs> That's what he says. He, he says drama <laughs> i'm gonna tell them you didn't drama and then just walks out and danny's like well wait can i give you money or what do you want he's like all i want is the drama <laughs> i am exc- that's the whole only reason i was stealing that watch i didn't want to sell it i just wanted the drama and now this character just follows him around uh, the whole series, just doing, causing dramatic things, <laughs> like telling his wife uh, where he was on Friday night, things like that, and then just going, drama. Yep, I can imagine at least a few scenes where uh, Danny is telling his wife a lie or something, but then realizes that drama guy is just standing behind him and turns and looks at him, and drama guy just wor- like wordlessly, silently, it just goes, and so he has to turn back and tell his wife the truth on whatever it is. And then he's like, why do I keep letting him in this house? And then the wife is like, because you also love the drama. It's our best character yet. Drama guy. Drama guy? Better than the Cinnamon Wizard? Anything is better than the Cinnamon Wizard. The Cinnamon Wizard walked that Drama Guy could run because Drama Guy is basically just a broader but certainly funnier Cinnamon Wizard. Cinnamon Wizard just drops cinnamon into shit. Kind of like this guy just drops drama into shit. Yeah. So for the next three years of this podcast, I'm just going to keep bringing up Drama Guy. Yes. Basically, only I'm not going to actively fight it at every turn because this is funnier. All right. Deal. All right. Okay. Well, how about this? You got somebody, a witch. She's got like a witch hat. She's making up a potion. She's like, putting this in, putting this in, putting this in. And then poof, a wizard standing next to her throws some powder into the potion and then goes, Cinnamon! And then poofs out. What if, man? Do you like that? What if? (laughs) Only one way to find out. (laughs) All right. Oh, gosh. Got anything else? I don't know that I have anything else for this show. Got anything else in general? I've watched two other streaming exclusive shows. Oh, yes. Let's hear about them. I watched the first two episodes. Cheater. uh, Of Reacher. Oh, yeah. How was it? The fact that I watched a second episode should tell you that it might be pretty good. It's. I don't know. I'm not familiar with the books. I've never read the books that this is based off of. I am familiar with the hate that came out around the casting when Tom Cruise was going to play Jack Reacher. Yeah. Because the character of Reacher, as I understood it, is a big, like, the one of the defining traits of him is that he's just a big fucking dude. Right. And Tom Cruise is decidedly not. The other show that I watched on a whim last night 
is a show, frankly, I'm surprised we haven't watched for the podcast yet. And it's called Jean-Claude Van Johnson. I've heard of this. It's on Amazon Prime. There's one season. I thought that it came out fairly recently. I looked it up. Nope, it came out seven years ago. Okay. Jean-Claude Van Damme plays himself like he's want to do. There's a, there's a, like, to be clear, do not get this mixed up with the movie where he also plays himself. There's a movie called JCVD where he ends up in a bank heist sort of scenario. Are you sure we didn't do this? I swear we did this for the podcast. He, he plays himself, but he plays, uh, himself as a secret operative who is using Christ, the, if, if, I, uh, being an be actor so, as I'm, a cover. Yes, that is the premise of the show, but I'm going to be so mad if we have watched this for the show. None I've of, at least this, watched the first you may episode, have. yeah. Uh, none of this seemed familiar. Okay. So I, if, if we watched it, I need to go to the doctor and talk about how not just my short-term memory, but my long-term memory is also fucked because that's uh, I'm genuinely concerning. I mean, we've watched 300 things for this. It's not that concerning. It's it would be concerning that I didn't not that I would start this and go, oh, I've never watched it before. I should watch it. But that I would watch the whole episode and not <laughs> none of it uh, click. Yeah. Anyway, what did you think? <laughs> really ridiculous and pretty fucking funny, dude. <laughs> uh, I want I started watching it on a whim last night when I thought Kathy was going to was heading up to bed. And I thought, like, all right, this will be something I watch uh, by myself. And then she ended up sticking it out and basically watching most of that episode with me. Uh, I'm definitely going to watch more of this as well. Nice. Yeah. Should we do some more Amazon stuff? We can certainly try. I don't know what else there is. There's, I mean, there's, I'm sure, plenty of shit that we haven't watched. Oh, yeah. Got anything else? I don't think so. Want to wrap it up? Thanks for watching the Episode 1 Podcast with Michael and Eric. You can check out our website. It's episode1podcast.com. Uh, if you like the show, leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. Last time I checked, we're still sitting at 46 because some of us won't go to the Apple store to leave any more ratings. You? Me. Yeah. I won't. Um, but also our listeners won't. <laughs> I've done it. Somebody. At least somebody cares about this podcast. Yeah, I'm a true hacker. Yeah, for sure. Last but not least, big thanks to Boz D for the use of the theme song. Thanks, Boz.